Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fishing Without Bait is the Jim Stravaganza. Jim Ellermeyer, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. I have just uh, entered the ring. I have no opponents tonight. However, mm -hmm. I have many friends. Uh, welcome to Fishing Without Bait. Welcome to Full Impact Mindfulness. So we take a different perspective of the world. And uh, Mr. Mike and I were talking about perspective earlier. Mm -hmm. So what we were discussing is it's not so much as wondering how we got lost, but how to find our way out. And in this particular venue, in our particular world, we're asking people to step back and look at situations rather than from them. We're trying to help people through gentle challenges, make something happen with their life. Make uh, one plus one equals three. This is a place where serendipity and synchronicity combine. Welcome aboard. There's no tests. There is no admission fee. Just honesty, open-mindedness, and a willingness to try. And tonight I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, uh, I had a thought in mind earlier, but however, as things go through our lives, uh, we started talking about perspective, did we not? Absolutely. Let's uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. No, I was thinking about this because we were talking about, you know, obviously we talked about, you know, you know, alcoholism and things around here and, uh, and, and some, some things that, uh, uh, you know, happening in life. And, and for me, uh, you know, I talked about driving a lift, right? And, I don't drink, um, but I enjoy going out on a Friday and Saturday night and picking these people up from the bars. I try not to go to the trouble bars where I might have some unfortunate people, right, that I have to deal with. But, you know, typically, you know, I, I enjoy the fun drunks are out having a good time. And then sometimes I get somebody that maybe isn't so much or have, has a different perspective and spend all their money at a bar that night. Um, but it's been interesting because... It helps me find a little bit of perspective. I'm not just, you know, in my home watching Netflix on a Friday night. I'm not just in the office doing that every day. You know, I'm out and about experiencing other people, having conversations, and, and you know, you know, right or wrong or agree or disagree. Uh, it's been interesting to kind of like take in those experiences and kind of uh, help me kind of solidify my own, I guess. So again, when we talk about taking perspectives, let's take this into account. Let's say we have three glasses, mm -hmm. okay? We have a glass that's full, we have a glass that's half full, and we have a glass that's empty, okay? So if you'd ask a thousand people which glass is the most useful, what would some people say? The full. The full glass. Yes. However, if we take another perspective, Mike, then we're saying that the empty glass may be the most useful one because we can fill that glass with whatever we choose. Taking taking a perspective. So remember what type of different mindsets that we're in. Remember, remember here what we're talking about if uh, we go back to the episode where we discussed magic being sleight of hand. And our mind quite often having slight of mind, okay? So what happens, uh, I'll give you an example out of my own past. And everyone out there, I'm sure, is familiar with my story by now. If not, you can go back to the origin story. and uh, Which I, you can look up over at fishingwithoutbait.com. Absolutely. And that, it's an interesting story for sure. Uh, so I remember one time after the drug years were gone, it was alcohol that uh, just completely 
whitewashed me and ran me through the ringer and destroyed my life. I remember encountering this individual one time, and I said, let's go out and have a few drinks after, uh, after we're done for today. Let's go out and have a few drinks after work. And he said, oh, I can't drink. And I said, oh, how come? And uh, I, he said, well, I have diabetes. And I stood back and I thought to myself, however, and I thought, I wasn't sorry for him because he had diabetes. I was sorry for that individual because he couldn't drink. So that what type of perspective are we taking? In sometimes our world, the abnormal becomes the normal. Okay, so when we when we when we look at two things for two different people, we can see two different things. Can we not? You know, it, it's also I, I often kind of you know get on myself a little bit because like, man, I wish I could play more video games. Man, I wish I could watch more TV. But then I look, I was like, but I'm doing so much fun stuff, right? That is better than just sitting at home and watching TV. Like, it's that perspective, you know? And I don't feel sorry for the people that only have that that can entertain them. Mm-hmm. But still, it is kind of the, you know, hey, you know, I, you know, don't feel don't feel sorry for me because I don't have time to experience those things, right? Well, sure. Well, let's say let's say you're a person who... Uh, really enjoys being out with people, right. really enjoys having relationships, right. really enjoys being around a lot of people and having a lot of friends, okay? Mm-hmm. And you perhaps encounter some individual who likes to sit at home and read books, mm-hmm. okay? Or that they like to just maybe have one close friend, or maybe they, maybe they enjoy an evening just uh, sitting with their dog, okay? So in your perspective, what do you think of that person? It was my perspective that they're like that's the thing they like to do, but I can see the the um, man. They must be so lonely, man. They must be. They must not be able to experience much. I need to fix them. Yes, I need to fix them. We need. We need to get those people involved. Mm-hmm. We need to. And how many times if we you in your life somebody who's perfectly happy not having a relationship and others seem to insist that you're not happy unless you have one. <laughs> right. Right. And that happens, that happens oh so frequently, mm-hmm. does it not? So keep in mind when we're looking, what, what vantage point are we looking from? And we want to ask ourselves that, okay? And when we often talk about this show, we've often talked about this, that our mind's nothing more than a massive organic goo, and it's a repository for data that's taken in through our senses. Our mind is the thing that shapes, shifts, sorts, grades, uh, the, the data that comes in, which involve, which in turn generate the thoughts, okay? So just like, uh, let's say, let's say the United Nations, Mike, okay? Uh, many different countries, many different languages, right? Many different perspectives. Many different perspectives. So let's say this, let's say that uh, someone from Russia is speaking Russian. So each country would have a different translator, translating it into German, into Spanish, into Dutch, into Portuguese, into English, okay? So if I'm receiving that translation, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that that translation of Russian is exactly correct. Mm -hmm. And all the meaning is there, exactly as the speaker intended. So, however, are all translators equally adept? No, there's this little lost in translation moniker that uh, goes around. So the idea is that sometimes our minds, the translator of reality into our brain is skewed and it's incorrect. 
Okay. And so then we have to, we might want to do a little bit of reality testing. Okay. How true is this? What exactly am I seeing? Okay. So it's like those old wrestling shows, Mike. Okay. Oh, now we're talking my language. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So when uh, everybody in the audience would be seeing the villain, the heel, the bad guy, have this foreign object in his hand. And when the when the ref would come to pat him down, he would either stick it in his mouth, stick it in his trunk. And the, the audience is screaming, ref, ref, can't you see it? Okay. So how does that happen? What, what's going on there? It's not in his view. It's not in his purview. It's not in his perspective. It's being blocked by a devious character. So what we try to do when we about blind spots, Mm -hmm. okay? When we what we do is we try to help people understand blind spots. We have to point it. We want to point it out to them, okay? What are they not seeing that we are, okay? So sometimes we. Has anybody ever done that to you, Mike? Pointed out a blind spot. Yeah, uh, this is this is something that you know, with their kind of creative field and doing the podcasting and everything that we we kind of dive into a lot. Like I try to surround myself with other creatives to point out the things I'm not seeing about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Would that be I'm you know, like, hey, you could be doing this to make some more money, or hey, you could be doing this to uh, 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 make a better video or do a better podcast or, or get it to more people. Like those, I feel like those are like, I don't know what I don't know because I'm not looking behind that rock. Well, certainly. And I'll give you another example of that out of my own uh, misguided life. Uh, <laughs> my youth, I remember when I was... Uh, when I was 16 years old, toward the end of my father's life, he owned a, a used car lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had taken it into my mind that I was going to, to change the oil in a car. Never done it before in my life. And actually, uh, you've maybe some of you out there have heard of the GM commercials as Mr. Goodwrench. Well, I was referred to as Mr. Badwrench, okay? <laughs> so I remember particularly trying to change the oil, and I remember being under that car for over an hour. And I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the oil filter off. And so I finally broke down and I called the mechanic. I said, Johnny, could you please come and help me? And uh, so John came down and got underneath the car and came out in a moment and looked at me laughing and said, Jim, for the last hour, you've been turning that filter the wrong way. (laughs) So I feel like this is something I've done. Maybe not in a car, just like in a computer, you know, like, like, you know, trying to get something out. Very familiar with this. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, is that can we stop and take another perspective? Or are we so hard-headed? Do we have those blinders on, much like when we talk about an expert's and a beginner's mind? Are we willing to accept the fact that we could be wrong? Is the perspective that I'm taking correct? Okay? So just as when, when we look at someone out on the street and we judge them by the clothes that they're wearing, or perhaps the color of their skin, or their religion, or anything like that. We make we can make immediate judgments, and we take our own perspective. Absolutely. So how many times have you been proven wrong? Every single day. Every single day. How many fares have you picked up uh, at times when you were doing some taxi driving, and you looked at that person, and you thought, oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, very often, very often. (laughs) 
It's like, what am I getting into? Because, I mean, you do kind of, I mean, you're you're looking at a lot of things when you're doing Lyft and somebody gets in a car, especially at night, you know, uh, on a Friday, Saturday night. You never know what kind of character is going to get in your car. Um, and there's always a first perspective of, you know, safety, right? So you have to assess a situation. Of course. You know, uh, for, for that case. So you stop, step back, and look at, and remember, a lot of times our perspective is based on how we were raised, our mm-hmm. environment that you were raised in, or our own ego. Absolutely. Okay, our own ego. So perhaps uh, I haven't told this uh, story for a very long time on the show. However, it's in the uh, it's in the origin story, and. I recall this because I I spoke at a rehab not too terribly long ago. And I remember one day I was six months into recovery, okay? So, of course, I was the shining guru of recovery. I was the light on the hill. I was the beacon to which all others should follow, all right? So I was uh, actually in this town, actually containing Pennsylvania, and there was a meeting on uh, Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock at the Grace Presbyterian Church, so I usually showed up because I really had nothing else to do. So I walked in there one day and I sat down. It was in February, and I sat down there rather smugly. I mean, I think I had uh, I had a smattering of knowledge, which is a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. So I sat there, and uh, while we were waiting, uh, there was this fellow came in to sit down, and it looked like they drugged the river for him, uh, just disheveled. Uh, Uh, not nice clothes, whatever, Um, perhaps a two-day growth of beard. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? Uh, I'll bet he's just coming in here to get warm or have a free cup of coffee or have a donut. And then a little while later, I I thought to myself, hmm, I'll bet he doesn't have a dollar to put in the basket like I do. So I sat there smugly, of course. And uh, the topic came up, and it was uh, it was how to maintain your bond with your higher power, okay? And I sat back, and I thought, ah, oh, how fortunate these people are to be here, because I'm going to be able to share with them how they can increase their bond with the Creator. And I couldn't wait until it got to my turn to share. You're just like, I got this. Ah. I so got this. It was ego. I wanted to show all these people how to do things, how to connect with the creator, like I had been given this special knowledge. Uh, So when it came to my turn, I said something that at the time, in my own perspective, I thought would have made Shakespeare weep with shame. Okay. However, later on, I realized it was blithering nonsense. Uh, But when this gentleman shared, he said, I wish I would have recorded it. He said something so beautiful and so profound about his bond with the divine, with God, with the eternal. However, it was that when he was done speaking, I got up from that table and I went into the bathroom and I wept with shame. I wept with shame. And when I came back out, and after that meeting was over, I came up to him and I said, here's exactly what I thought of you when you came in. And I said, however, I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I said, you have everything and I have nothing. And he looked at me and, and he smiled and he put his hand on my shoulder and he says, I have a wonderful life. I hope you will too. He didn't have a belt on. He didn't have socks on. And at that moment, he was the happiest man in the world. And I never saw him again. So perspective, perspective. What I was viewing there, was that correct? Where was I coming from that perspective? How clouded were my eyes? 
how reversed was the lens? And what lens are we seeing the world from, Mike? What perspective? Sometimes we need others to help us change that perspective, do we not? And that being that means having the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. Being more willing and less willful about admitting we're right. If you uh, remember, if you recall that podcast that we did uh, about people who insist on being right, I have to be right. If we can insert that. Uh, the expert's mind, you mean? Well, no, we, we did a podcast on people who ins always insisted on being right. Okay. Okay, and we we talked about being willful versus willing, and and taking this different type of perspective. If we know how to do one thing, okay, I bet you I bet you you have you're quite accomplished at doing a number of things. Has anyone ever came to you and says, Mike, do you think you might want to try it this way? Absolutely, and, and that's what I look for. And, um, and it might be a little easier. Uh, often we would do these uh, events uh, called PodCamp Pittsburgh for okay. uh, a good 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I was always a little peeved when a friend told me that I'm not going to go anymore. I don't have anything to learn there. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're organizing the event. We're teaching at the event. And I always came away with another way that somebody did something, mm -hmm. um, another, an, a new wrinkle, you know. People were teaching me things and recommending microphones in my own intro to podcasting, right? And and that's invited. It shouldn't be like, oh, he's should let me teach and let me tell people my way of doing things. It's like, oh, cool, that's another option, right? Uh, and I think that's that, that's really important to have that openness even when you're supposed to be the teacher. So how did you develop that? Just over the years, being in that position and being in front of people and, and having that come up, you know, and realizing I don't know everything, no matter how I'm trying to paint myself as an expert. So quite often what in this show, what we've done in the past is ask people for a certain scenario and then we, and then we invite them to the movies, do we not? Mm -hmm. We say, let's you and I go to the movies and let's say this scenario is playing out on the screen. And when we leave the movie theater, I want you to describe what's going on into that, in that scene. I want you to describe the characters and then I want you to give them give them advice on what's going on. You may take a different you may take a different view and a different perspective of things. Okay? Oh, what was that Jack Black movie? Shallow Hell. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the movie Shallow Hell? Oh, that's the one where he started seeing uh, all the girls as hotties instead of, you know. Well, what he what happened was he went to this motivational speaker and he had some type of a change in himself where he saw people, he saw their inner spirit. He saw them as they truly were. Okay. Mm. So he would, and he was a, used to be a vain and shallow person and would want to surround himself with what he perceived as beautiful, beautiful women. Okay. Beautiful, whatever. However, when he had this, actually, as I'd say, his mind was clear, his vision was clear then. He saw these people as what they were. And rather than these beautiful on the outside, what they would present to the physical world, he saw them as their pure sp their spirits inside, and many of them were quite ugly, okay? Vain, selfish, self-centered, okay? And he fell in love with this young lady, okay? He met her, and he viewed her as this svelte, beautiful, kind creature, head over heels in love with her, okay? And she worked in a hospital, and he would go there to visit her, and he would see these children, 
and uh, he would he would interact with them and love them, and they were beautiful, absolutely gorgeous little children. And then something happened, and the uh, the vision was taken away from him. The clear sight was taken away, and he found out that his um, his girlfriend was a rather large woman. More than large, okay? And he shuddered and he was repulsed by her, not knowing that she still had all those qualities that made him fall in love with her, okay? So he came to his senses and wanted to go find her. Actually, he broke his engagement to her and broke the girl's heart. Uh, so he went to try to find her. She'd have nothing to do with him. She wouldn't return his phone calls. So he went to the hospital to uh, to try to... Uh, see if she was there to find out where she could possibly be because she volunteered. She worked there. So he went in there and he ran into this little girl that he uh, had interacted with many times and he saw her face and it was horribly scarred. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a juvenile burn unit where he was. And she told him that he'd lost his way. And he said, and he opened her, and it gets me emotional. It opens his eyes, and he said, I've been so wrong. And he went and found her and made up with her, and of course everything turned out. But it shows how perspective, perspective. What are you seeing when you see someone? Do you see the outside? Do you see the flash? Do you see the sizzle? Do you see the bells and whistles? Or do you see what type, what type of person is that? Mm -hmm. What type of human being is that? What do you see inside them? Quite often what we, what we share with people is that we are spiritual beings. We happen to be having that human experience. How much of this human experience do you tie? How much of that human experience is, is, is sunk into your psyche? How many, how many hands, how many grips do you have in here? How many hooks do you have? inside you. And what we help people understand that life is absurd. So once we get to the perspective that we're spiritual beings having a human experience is life is absurd. So once we're able to grasp that, I think you'll find that you'll flow through life, flow through. So what we're asking people to do is stop, step back and look at situations understand that what we're seeing may not be true. Hippocrates said, question everything, question everything. And that's our suggestion for everyone today. We're asking everyone to stop, step back and look at, and understand that there are many different perspectives. Which way, which way are we looking at things? And as always, we offer a free prescription at the end of every show, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Until then, do a kindness for yourself, do a kindness for another, forgive yourself, forgive another, till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.